13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. So we welcome back to Fun Kids uh, the author Sam Copeland. Hi, Sam. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you doing? Well, uh, you know what? I've been waiting for this book for a long time, so I'm very excited to have you back at Fun Kids. That's great. I've been waiting for this book for a long time as well. <laughs> What's it been like? Because obviously you've uh, previously written uh, Charlie Changes into a Chicken, he turned into a T-Rex, he morphed into a Mammoth, but this book has come out in a bit of a different circumstance. I guess you've written it uh, and brought it out in kind of lockdown. What's it been like? Has it been different? Well, I mean, actually, I wrote it some time ago, so I didn't write it in lockdown. Um, I have actually written books in lockdown, um, but this book was written some time ago. But yes, it is being published in complete lockdown. The shops aren't open schools aren't open so it's going to be a a, a very different um very different publication but it's going into schools that i will i will really miss that's the that's the that's the real disappointment for me oh you're one of those authors who likes to do the whole big assembly and to go around the classrooms and stuff well funnily enough when i first got told i was getting a publishing deal the the, the thing i was most dreading the thing I was most scared about was going into schools and facing 250 children in an assembly. <laughs> and actually, it turns out that's the bit I love the most now. There's nothing more uh, exciting and fun for me than, than being faced with, with, with 300 screaming children. I always find it interesting because, um, as you, you may remember, I do a little quiz where the first yes. time I meet authors, I do a quick fire round of questions. Oh, and, yes, yes. Yeah, and a lot of authors, uh, when I say, would you rather do a school tour or a bookshop visit, they're like, yeah, school tour, I love it. And I'm always like, oh, okay, sure. Uh, there's no contest. There's no contest. A school tour is, is the most fun you can possibly have. It's brilliant. Oh, man. Well, it's a shame you can't tour uh, schools with this book. This is Uma and the answer to absolutely everything, because it is a it's a big old epic adventure. And you've got a brand new character in the world as well. Yeah, well, there's, yeah, there's quite quite a few new characters in there, actually. Um, um, more friends that, uh, that I've made for myself. <laughs> Is that secretly why you write books, just to write people you'd like to be friends is. with? I mean, for me, one of the keys of um, writing good characters is if um, if at the end of it I, I feel I missed them in some way. And, um, yeah, they do become my friends, which sounds a ridiculous thing to say, but it's true. No, I love it. Because um, Uma is quite a... She's gone through a lot and um, she's also quite a lovely and exciting character to, to have in your life. And of course, she's got Alan Allen as well, um, who is slightly less uh, brave, shall we say, but equally important. <laughs> and they meet uh, a kind of a Bluetooth headpiece kind of character. Can you tell us what is going on here? 
Yes, well, Uma discovers an AI, and an AI is an artificial intelligence. It's a bit like Alexa or Siri, which we're all used to now, but um, this AI can answer almost any question in the world. You know, when you ask Alexa a question and Alexa turns around and goes, I'm sorry, I can't answer that question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, 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 Athena, that's the AI in this book, can answer any question in the world. Because we're used to Alexa knowing a lot of stuff, but to know everything is uh, Athena brings a whole new level of intelligence. Well, it came from um, when we first got an Alexa. My son kept asking questions, kept asking it questions, which I knew it, it could never answer. It could never answer. <laughs> like he'd say, like, what am I, ho- Alexa, what am I holding behind my back? <laughs> or Alexa, what colour are my underpants? And Alexa was constantly like, I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that question. And that started the idea of like, what happens if she could answer these questions? What happens if she did know everything? Now, the, the thing that kind of slightly freaked me out about Athena is that she she kind of has a personality. She's not just a robot. She does actually have, um, you can tell she's developing kind of thoughts and feelings for herself. That's one of the joys for me is a character to just discovering itself. Yeah, I. you say it was joy for you. For me, reading it, I was like, oh, my God, robots are going to take over the world. Reading this through, like, is Athena um, going to take over? No. I mean, they probably will do, but um, <laughs> not for a while yet. Oh, fingers crossed. As long as I'm not replaced too soon, that'd be quite nice. Um, so <laughs> Robo, in the book, you've... Robo presenter. <laughs> <laughs> Robo Bex. To be fair, don't tell the bosses. They'll probably, they'll probably do that immediately if they could. Joking yes. aside, how long will it be before we have an artificial intelligence written book. <gasps> Sam Copeland, what are you doing to me? What? That's, How long do you reckon we be? will? I think in my lifetime we will, yes. Because, of course, you are, you're an agent as well, so you, you must have your ear to the ground with this knowledge. Do you think there's a book already kind of like half written somewhere? People are tinkering away with a, a kind of a, a robotic David Walliams? Or an Honestly, Android Jacqueline the, Wilson? The, the, the sooner I can fire all my authors <laughs> and just employ a robot, the better. Um, um, I, I do think, I mean, we are somewhere away yet, but I do think, yes, at some point in my lifetime, we will have computers who are able to write stories, yes. I guess it comes back to that thing of giving monkeys typewriters if they write Shakespeare? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of. I was, I was entirely forget the actual phrasing of that word, but it has the key words in there. You know, monkeys, typewriter, Shakespeare. In your book as well, you've got a uh, quite a dastardly villain, a kind of Cruella Deville esque character. Yes, I mean it's always fun to write a villain, and I had great fun creating creating Stellador. She's um, she's deliciously evil. Yeah, so in the, in the book we should explain to the listeners, I guess um, there is a company who are trying to take over the village that, uh, that your characters all live in. And there's a kind of also hidden thought that there might be some treasure somewhere in the village as well. And it's up to the gang to kind of save the day, essentially. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There, there is, it's a race against time to try and find... Uh, well, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, it's a race against time to, to stop the villains taking over the village and, and, and taking over the world, essentially. You also heavily feature alpacas. Uh, any, any reason for that? It's just that your love of animals coming back in? Absolutely no idea why I included alpacas. <laughs> um, I think I started with llamas and then I decided that uh, um, alpacas were funnier than llamas. No, alpacas, you're right. They are, they are very, they're just, my friends uh, run an alpaca farm, actually. So I, oh, I know what you okay. mean. Yeah. You also include footnotes as well, which is like a classic Sam Copeland trait. Uh, is it quite yeah. fun to add little footnotes in the bottom as well? 
I do enjoy that. Um, it, it, it's a way to add just a little bit more humour and depth and fun and interest in, into into the story. It, it, because sometimes when you're writing something, um, you think there's no way I can insert this into the story. But then I go, ah, no, oh, no, that's a, that's a way of doing it. Um, so they're just little little bonuses, really. It is. It makes it. I mean, your book's always really funny, but it kind of adds um, an extra, more knowing level of humour, I guess. But also, as well as your books being funny, you do have those quite touching moments, and you do, you do um, write moments that uh, I'm not ashamed to say almost made me cry, which I was furious at, Sam. So, um, <laughs> do you think it's important to have the happy and the sad bits together? I think, for me personally, yes. I need um, I need to have humour in my story, and I need to have emotional depth. So. Absolutely, the two for, for, for me the two go go hand in hand, indeed. And actually, humour is one of the best ways of dealing, as we've talked about before. One of the best mm. ways of dealing with with hard times, um, and hard times do they, they come in everybody's life. You can never avoid them, and humour can absolutely uh, uh, help you through those 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 dark times. Yeah, for sure. And and in the book, it just it's really it kind of helps you appreciate the good bits and the bad bits even more because you've got the the humour to kind of see through, I guess. Um, yeah. I also wanted to ask, and this is probably the most obvious question, but I genuinely am interested with Athena. Obviously, she knows everything in the world. What would you ask Athena if you could ask her anything at all? I think I would I would ask her, um, does do any of the world governments know that that, that uh, have there been aliens on the, on the planet? Oh, that's a good question. Mine um, was much more boring. Mine was, what is the perfect banana bread recipe? So you have uh, you've really uh, gone global. What, of all the questions <laughs> you could ask an all-knowing AI, <laughs> an all-powerful, all-knowing, omniscient computer, you would ask it a banana bread recipe. <laughs> I just really like cake, and I've been struggling to get the perfect one. So I just figured <laughs> Athena, of all people, or robots, would know, right? Do you know what? I've actually got a very good banana bread recipe. I'll share it with you after. Send it my way, Sam. My goodness. The one I made was very stodgy. My dad refused to eat it. Um, as, as l- I'll share it with you as long as you can share with me whether aliens actually exist. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you my notes. I've got research on it. It's fine. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, great. Um, I also got to say uh, with Athena, I was surprised they didn't tap her up for more sweets. Um, if I had been Uma, I would have absolutely rinsed all of the capacity for chocolate and sweets. Are you joking? They get an absolute... They order a massive crate, and they eat so many that they are actually sick. I mean, yeah, how we... many how many sweets can you eat? You don't know me, Sam. I I've got a <laughs> quite a sweet chocolatey tooth. I would have probably asked for like one every day, one delivery a day. But this, hey, this cr- this crate of sweets that they order is so big it has to be brought in by helicopter. I did enjoy that little note, yes, when the kind of chopper comes in. Well, hey, look, I would have pre- I would have preferred my garden to be stacked with sweets. Literally every day I would have probably eaten through them, um, so I'd need more and more deliveries. But, uh, yeah, your characters are just um, healthier than I am, I would say, <laughs> slightly. Um, but, no, the book is really fun. Are we uh, expecting another kind of Charlie situation where we're going to get a few more books from Uma, or do you have other characters that you're just desperate to get out there in the world? Um, I've actually just finished a totally different new book. So, um, of which I can reveal nothing because I'm nervously waiting to hear from my editor as to whether it's any good or not. Uh, I was was kind of hoping there that I was going to give you a little space to see if you were going to drop some clues, but nothing, nothing at all? No, no, I will say, okay, I'll say it's about ghosts. Oh, that's kind of made made me 
annoyed because that sounds quite exciting and I want to know more. But um, I'll take that for now, Sam. I'll take that. I'll take the ghost hint. Okay. Um, so we should say Uma and the answer to absolutely everything is out right now. And uh, I know bookshops are, are closed right now, but um, I think lots of places are doing online deliveries and, and stuff like that. So there's lots of places to still get your books from. Absolutely. Absolutely. Independence, Waterstones, wherever. It's great. Brilliant stuff. Thanks so much, Sam. Thank you for having me. It's always great. It's always great coming on. Thank you. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. 13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.